Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We'd open with a question today that actually has something to do with what we'll be talking about on the episode. What? Are like, f- not by accident. Are we How- feeling okay? No, not at all. But that's a <laughs> completely different issue. Tom. Hello. Have you ever dated someone that you've worked with? Dated someone yeah. that I've worked with? Had a no, crush I'd- on someone that you've worked with? Yes, I'm sure a crush and mayhaps, mayhaps a, a date here or there. But I think... Like, I think during that, when you're aware that you're working with someone, that you've got your eye on them, I think instinctively I was like, this can't work out well, I think. So I, I think I half-heartedly p- pursued it, but logic, it's all my brain talked me yeah. out of it, if that yeah. makes sense. So no, I've never dated, I've never been in a workplace mm. and across from me, I've seen my partner, to call mm. them. I've never had well, that you experience. you and your lovely lady are both in the performing yes. sphere, but that's not quite the same, hey? No, and we're, since we've since we've dated, we've we worked together on projects, but no, not in this, not in a I suppose a typical workplace. Not in a real workplace. No, 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 nowhere, nowhere with stakes. Well, I have, and it yes. was not great, Tom. No, it was not great. Uh, dear, dear, are you going to? Um... No, look, I feel like that's 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 been covered before on previous episodes. Um, so have a look at uh, Emma and the Gaslit Friend would be yes. a nice coverage yes. of that particular relationship. Um, but today we've actually brought somebody on to chat about exactly that dating in the workplace so with us today we have judith beck hi judith hello how are you so good so lovely to see you again now judith and i recently recorded an episode of insight on sbs Mm. about love at work and there were quite a few things that we didn't get to talk about on air on the tv show because all their lovely romantic partnerships were in like the sports industry or like the theater industry where you know it's not quite as difficult to date somebody but today we're going to talk about Judith and she's written a book called No Sex at Work Ah. which I love the title of (laughs) Um, and just kind of what it's like dating in the corporate sphere. Now Judith can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. So my background is um, banking when I was young and when I first started out. And then I ran an executive search firm for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I also um, ran a women's organization, Financial Executive Women, for seven years. I founded that and, and ran that. And um, and then I passed that business on to the next generation. That's when I wrote my book. And then um, in the last year, started a, a podcast for careers mm-hmm. and, uh, every step podcast and um that's really where all my information comes from it's no, just 
Fantastic. Experience. Thank you, That's where all our information comes from on this podcast as well. It's through experience and the different things that we've encountered over the, what, nearly four and a half years of, of doing this particular podcast um, on dating and people's issues regarding yes. dating. And quite a few plugs there for Judith's, uh, there's a book and a podcast to go check out. We will check, put all uh, of out. these in the show notes. So, Judith, uh, Judith the, the book is titled No Sex at Work. Is that correct? That's correct. And is that a, is that a, is that a blanket rule? No sex at work. Full stop. No, not even well, once a little dalliance, a little dalliance. <laughs> well, you know, when I wrote it, the book, the the um, a big part of the book is about being an individual at work. No sex at work, meaning how do you get from A to B in your career as an individual, rather than the you know all the labels that we get put on us mm-hmm. and getting getting there is about your your skill levels and your capabilities but there's also a big a section in there about relationships at work and that part of it as well and and it, it's funny because people think the whole book's about no sex at work no well <laughs> my my experience of dealing with people um in the corporate world and and elizabeth's right when we were on the show we we saw a lot of people that were not in the the traditional corporate um, career ladder, you know, the different power struggles, that types of thing. Um, and it's quite different. So I was I was doing executive search in the financial services industry, and that's headhunting people and getting them out of um, their senior roles and putting them in another organization. Now, we, we don't advertise for positions like that. So you have to really build relationships with people um, for the long term and you find out a lot of stuff and they tell you a lot of stuff and all the things that they told me over those 25 years is the reason that chapter is in there because <laughs> like I, I i say in the book you know if it was me i wouldn't do it like it's danger zone and when if it was me and i had my time again <laughs> i wouldn't do it <laughs> you wouldn't do it you wouldn't. and having said that you know like when i was at uni and I was working in retail, I, retail wasn't going to be my career. So I was doing part, so of course you go into your job and you know, you you meet people there because that is not what you plan on doing the rest of your life. It's like a part-time job while you're going to uni to make money. That's a job, it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. But when you decide on what your career is, then that's your passion. And that's what you want to be known for and you want to have a reputation, you want to build something. So why would you screw it up (laughs) by having a bad relationship that then gets out all over the place? Because, you know, back when I was young, if you had a bad relationship, if somebody at work, it stayed in that little that little neighborhood it stayed in that that little company and no one knew about it all over the place because there wasn't the internet and all that different stuff Mm -hmm. but now information travels very quickly and if somebody has a bad relationship it's going to be known and school and and so i would have people so i'd have people say things like um i would do reference checks and the referee would say something like oh yeah yeah, he was a bit of a player with the player with the girls. Ooh. Right? That's it. He's out. That was enough for me to go. Now this there's problems because the referee didn't really want to go into too much more detail. Yeah. But those pro and, and they would never know why they didn't get the role. They would never know. So bad reputation would follow. 
and they would never know that something like that would follow follow them. Right. And so there, there are people out in the world who are getting who are not getting jobs or careers or offers, but uh, and they don't know why. That's because information has uh, ran ahead of them through recruiters, etc. And so, all right, interesting. Okay. Everyone yeah. talks about yeah, everything. Talks, it's not just about it? the work that you put out. It's about the person that you present up front in the workplace, mm. in a corporate atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. And also, too, you know, if you are the manager and you, and you, let's say you're both sing- single, single mm. and that's okay, you're both single, you're the manager and you might um, fancy somebody in your team. Well, maybe they don't fancy you. And then all of a sudden you start flirting with them or giving them more attention than someone else, well, then that's harassment. That yes. could be taken as, or maybe you ask them out and they say no, and then you go, okay, fine. No, I accept your no. But then something happens where they don't get the next promotion that they thought that they should yeah. get. Then all of a sudden they're going to think they didn't get it because they turned down the boss mm. or the, you know, there's all kinds of things. And it's, I always kind of look at it like there's a lot of people out there. Why do you need to mess it up? <laughs> By going, look, to be crass, down. pretty much I usually say these days, don't shit where you eat. Yeah, that's <laughs> If this is the people that are required, that are, that are paying you your paycheck and allowing you to live, you know, like don't, don't mess up something in the workplace now Judith we often hear a lot of examples of people who are for example as we just brought up in positions of power um, over you know and wanting to date subordinates but what do you think about people who are perhaps on the same level and and keen on each other and wanting to start a relationship well you know I I think the thing is there is that one you got to find out what the company's rules and regulations are Mm -hmm. There is somebody in your team and you, you know, you both, you know, want to go out on date or whatever, you're same age and, and same level, find out what, what the, um, the rules are mm-hmm. um, first, let HR know, find out what, but also too, I, I still think you need to be really cautious because even if you do get, get in a relationship with someone and it, and it doesn't work, it's going to be very awkward. Yes, firsthand can can tell you. Yes, uh, like with when when uh, my ex and I broke up, we we started getting together. We just told everybody in the office about it, and for a really stupid reason, about three months later, we broke up. Mm. Um, and this is probably about two weeks after we'd told everybody. So I had to go back into the office after we'd had our first holiday away, and people were like, "How was the holiday?" And I was like, "Well, actually, I'm single now." Um, and we had a very small office at that time as well. So even though we were both on the same level, his desk was right next to the printer. So I would have to go every day I when I was printing him, something yeah. out and stand right next to him. And he was acting like nothing was wrong. And my heart was breaking. It was awkward and awful. And we got back together because classically is best makes stupid decisions. <laughs> do you, uh, uh, Liz said, uh, they got back together. Do you think they got back together because they were in the same workplace uh, five times a week? Oh, look, you know, I think I think people get back together. Sometimes it takes more than one time to break up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you might be, you know, thinking, okay, um, you know how you know how they always say, you, you never you forget the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you forget the bad until you get back together, and then yep. you go, oh yep. yeah, that's right, that's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's like it's like how many times you have to try to um, give up smoking <laughs> before mm, you throw right. that packet away. It takes a while, but eventually you'll get there. Um, and I do I, think that if I hadn't been in the same office with him Monday to Friday, nine to five, I would have just cut him out of my life like a normal person. <laughs> you know, I would have just because I wasn't having that incidental contact, I probably wouldn't have made the decision to step back into that again. But I do honestly think that when we went, we moved to another state and I do think that us being together did hurt my chances at some potential jobs at my new workplace, to be honest with you. Is that something that comes up often that, that potentially people in relationships hurt their own chances if they're dating someone as a colleague? Well, if somebody gets promoted and the other person doesn't and they're in the same team, then who knows what that, if one person's not confident enough, mm. um, then they might get jealous or, you know, they might think, well, how come I didn't get it? Or, you know, and that could cause friction. I just think that if, if you're dating somebody within your own team that's at your same level, you still need to consider somebody, you know, transferring to another department or it's actually for your own benefit too, because... Um, every time you go to lunch or go out and see a client and you go together, because usually in teams, you might have to go see clients. Mm -hmm. um, People are going to go where they're going. Where are they going? Oh, they were a little bit longer, uh, gone a little bit longer this time. Did they really go to that meeting? You know, then you get the people who um, are are trying to throw throw someone under the bus. So you got to worry about those people too. So it's kind of like, why give them ammunition? I mean, it's your career. And if you're really passionate about your career, you don't want to put barriers in front of you if you don't have to. So I think it's kind of like, think it really, think it through. I mean, I remember that couple that was on the show. They, they, one of them left after three months and went to another area. Did you, did you catch that? I did. I did. And I think that speaks to what I said on the show as well, um, which was basically like, there's always, uh, in my opinion, when you date someone at work, there's always an end date. Now, whether that's the yeah. end of the job or the end of the relationship, who's to say, but you've got to, one, one or the other's got to give yeah, at some point. Yes, um, exactly right. And, you know, there's also, I, um, and I do write some examples of this in the book where, um, it's not just the relationship, the long-term relationship of dating somebody. The other thing that is a big no-no is, you know, going out with someone once or twice or just hooking up with someone. So yeah. at a Christmas party or at a conference, yeah, I mean, right. I cannot even begin to count how many people have ruined their career at the Christmas party or at a conference. And what's involved all the time, alcohol. Alcohol yep. is always involved. And it's like, uh-oh, what did I do? And, you know, the or people saw them or whatever within their teams. And, you know, it's a big risk for companies, a big risk. It's a big risk for the people. And also, we ha- people have cameras now. They have cameras, yep. <laughs> they have. So, and there's, you know, it sounds terrible, but there's a lot of people out there that would have no problem taking a picture of someone who doesn't look in their best um, place and, you know, ruining their career. I think, and, the, you know, I think there's a trap that a lot of people can fall into, and it's an assumption that 
the people at your workplace are your friends or you're, they're there for you. But no, not everyone, like people want your position, people want your pay, people want you out of their company. So, you know, you go to the Christmas party, don't drink 12 Sambucas and then, you know, get on the get on the tables, you know. there is. There <laughs> I've is never understood there. the people that do drink. Like I get that it's an open bar and you're like, yay, alcohol or whatever, but I've always been too scared to drink, drink it at, Christmas parties, like I'm terrified. Sage, sage wisdom advice there. That is a good, a, a good rule of thumb. Yeah. And I used to say, because I, I had consultants that were in different states and I used to always, and we had to go to conferences and we client things. And, and I would say to the consultants, it's work. This is work. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to a conference or we're going to, you know, whatever client. It's not a fun, get drunk as you want, as much as you want and have a good time. This is all about work. And and, and I would say at conferences, I'd go uh, walk in, go to, because the, these um, financial services companies would have these big cocktail events. Yeah. And I'd say, go to the cocktail event, walk around, say hello to all your clients, get out of there by nine o'clock. Because yeah. after nine o'clock, they won't remember that you've been there. And you don't, you don't, need, you don't need it. Nothing and, good um, at work ever happens nah, after nine o'clock. Know. <laughs> Nothing exactly right. And, you know, and the next day we would hear all these stories of people who made idiots of themselves or they got in an argument with someone, there was a punch up or they got too drunk or whatever. I was going and- to say, Judith, or ask, there has to be a horror story, a dating related or a, a workplace sex story that you've heard over your career that makes you, that must make your skin cruel. Oh, there's heaps. There's, you know, and there's the, you know, um, at the time when I was writing the book, there was a a story going out. It was quite a big one. And um, in my book, I call him Alvin. That's good. We like an alias. (laughs) Because because that was the only name I could think of that surely nobody else has. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. His name's going to be Alvin. And Alvin was in a senior role. Yep. And Alvin, Alvin thought it would be a good idea to send pictures. Oh yes, fantastic! Yes, to to somebody in his team who really wasn't giving the uh, not even a girlfriend. You know, I think they had dated, but no longer a girlfriend. Right. And anyway, Alvin lost his job. Yes, and I'm surprising. So. And I thought to myself, oh, for God's sakes, would you not have the sense enough to know? that that's not a good idea. Like how does someone get, and I'm thinking, but but what happens is when people get into the, these positions of power, yeah. they actually start thinking um, that they're invincible. Yes. And obviously Alvin thought that, well, he wasn't, and he lost his job and I don't think he's even in the country anymore. But, you know, Bill Clinton couldn't get away with yeah, it. Right. <laughs> you know, and he's got he's got security and everything else. So if he can't get away with what what does anybody think else? Or why would anybody else think they could? And so, you know, those kind you hear those stories all the time. And it's just like, God, don't you learn? I mean, it's been in the paper, it's been every it's all the all the things that you see, and people are still doing it. I just don't um, get why anybody puts anything in writing or sends it in a text. Like, I'm not trying to advocate, hey, perverts, here's how you do your job better. Do it in person. But, like... That's right. They have to... Don't be so stupid to put anything into technology in any way, shape or form. My goodness. Messenger pigeon. That's the way to... Oh, my God. But also, call me old-fashioned. 
I don't want to see your pictures. No. I don't care if I'm That's dating you. That's not old-fashioned at all. <laughs> Seems to be a, a fairly common uh, fairly common complaint, yes. I'm just like, I don't understand what possesses people to go, you know what someone wants to see despite them giving me no indication that they would like to see that at any point in time in our relationship, majunk and in a text ki- message. And that's kind of out in the wild in the, wor- in the, in the world. But Judith is, we're here talking with Judith about... Not just a workplace, because because there's different, like a workplace is different to your career. Like this is the thing, the, the career, the thing you've been studying for, driving for, working towards for all these years. Yes, momentum, do it. And then you, you in like two minutes, you undo all that work because you want to shag someone in the in the closet. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And you kind of, you think, God, you, you, like you said, you go through all that hard work and then one moment, is going to bring down everything and you think where's where's that common sense obviously they did and a company anybody that does that so in, anybody in an organization they got to go i got to let that person go because that's just an unbelievable decision that they would have made and 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 you know we've always said this and at least you just said it don't put anything anywhere that you don't want on the front page of the newspaper yep. it's a simple a way of living and and when you're having a relationship at work, people are going to know about it. It's there's going to be more things that are going to get around a lot quicker. It's going to go through. If it if it um, uh, doesn't work, then that's worse. If it if it is going to work and you can't help it, well then go through protocol. Go through a pr- protocol, and ha- there has to be a um, intent to do everything right. And it has to be like, we can't, we're not going to go out to lunch together. We're not going to, you know, when we talk to each other at work, it's going to be normal at work. There's no sweetie honey, you know, Mm. and throwing kisses across the room. Mm. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. Like surely like abstinence isn't the only answer because sometimes you might feel like you've met your person, but what are some tools um, and mechanisms that you can put in place to make sure that these kinds of relationships don't damage Mm, your career? Yeah, you really well. One is discussing it with your boss mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I'm I'm dating John, and is you know, are there any reasons? Because sometimes there can be a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some companies will have it as a rule that you cannot date somebody within the own organ. So find it out, bring it out in the open. Once you know, you might not do it your first, second, or third date, but once you know, it's going to be. Um, a relationship, then let it know, let it be known. Uh, but you would ask HR before your first date mm-hmm. because you need to know the rules. But um, I think the thing is, is then then you have to be very much aware of how you're being perceived, and so you don't do any. It's work, so you don't treat your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, whoever, um, any different in that environment than you would anyone else and if you think of think that way all the time then that will help what you do on the weekend or after work well then that's your own business but what you do during the week is going to impact your career if you don't do it right and do you, you know? think as much as as much as our own time is technically our own time what about couples who like post about themselves on social media and stuff what kind of things should they be careful of mm. image wise even in their own private time do you know every single time okay when i was doing an assignment and i'd have like five candidates and at what the first thing i would do for each one of those candidates 
is I check all their social media. I would Google their name. I'd look and I'd see what they're what they're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if they, I've seen some really good, like some <laughs> or some that you go, I can't believe you'd put that out there. Like really, like if you're if you are in your twenties. And yes, you're at the time of your life, you're going out there partying and you're having a great time. You don't need to document every single thing on Facebook for the world to see. And even even your friends could share something that you've shared with them. So you always need to um, have a sense of decorum. Like don't put, if your mother wouldn't look at it, why would you give it to anyone else? Like if you can't show it to your mother, why why do you need to put it out there on a on a um, on a forum? Because it will come back and bite you. Well, years later. in my in my defense, my mother is a sex therapist, so I would share with her a lot of things. <laughs> but as a general rule, most people wouldn't share with their mothers, and I get that. And another thing that I would say personally is don't put your workplace on social media. I don't think yeah. I don't think your workplace like I get that you might want clout for working at some big company, but do that on LinkedIn and maintain a professional stance on the professional social media, but like on your personal like I've got a different name on my Facebook than I use for my journalist byline mm. so that people can't um, – well, they have a harder time finding me because, you know, and I've got quite good security. But I would never put my workplace down on any form of social mm. media unless it was a public form. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like I've got my public yeah. workplace journalist Instagram and my personal Instagram where I have all the fun. <laughs> Well, that's right. You put okay. LinkedIn is your professional um, professional profile. Instagram and Facebook is your fun and everything else. But still, it's still the same rule of thumb. If it if it can't be for public on the front page of the newspaper, that doesn't mean that you can't have pictures of all your friends party and having drinks and that kind of stuff. But some people go too far mm. with with what they actually have put on there before and I have seen some things where you go da 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 so it's it's just um it's just trying to be your own trying don't don't let there be any surprises down the line for a future person who has your career in between their thumb and forefinger don't give them a chance to go no and take it away from you so it's not it's your it's your future your the one thing you want in life it's it's giving your yourself the best chances to to get that don't uh, don't trip on these these minds along don't the way. complain about your company don't complain yeah. about that on an on a form saying oh, i hate where, where i'm working or i'm hate or post on a day that you call in sick or you know those kind of things because people do look at that that's an interesting point is that if you are dating somebody at work and Mm. you both want to take holidays together or you both want to take a strategic sick day like that's probably going to get you in a hot bit of trouble as well and it might be difficult to go on holidays at the same time if you're in the same team especially because they can't afford to lose two people at once exactly i mean there are a lot of industries where Having a relationship at work probably would 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 be the thing that would happen, like medical, mm. you know, or the or retail, or um, or even the sports in sports mm. or acting, um, you know, the arts. So there's somewhere, yeah, you're you're going to meet you're going to meet people because at the end of the day, you are that's your profession, and it's not like 
if you're a doctor, you might date another doctor or you might make a nurse. It's not going to really make a difference to any kind of hierarchy or unless you want to go into hospital administration or something yeah. like that. Well, I even think that that's the thing, that as long as like you can still work for the same company potentially and yeah. date, but perhaps not be on the same immediate team, like if you're not in the same specialist area in medicine or you are in the same specialist area but you're on a different rotation or you're not, you know, um, I think it's more difficult. The Like if, for example, if I got into a relationship with somebody at work, if all of my common sense flew out of my brain <laughs> and I went, you know what's a really good idea, getting into a relationship, I would either ask to be transferred out of that immediate team yeah. or think about getting a new job if I was sure that it was a thing. But yeah, I just absolutely. think that being on the same team, like even with my ex and I, Judith, we had issues whereby um, we were working in slightly different departments but in the same building and he would occasionally come over to my side of the workplace and go, oh, isn't that cute? Look at my little girl working, which really took me down a peg. Oh, my God. In front of everyone else, except at the time because I was dumb. I was like, oh, my God, he yeah. thinks he's proud of me. But now I'm just like, oh, my God, everybody in that room would have gone, look at that incapable little thing, you know? Probably, probably that is, true. That yeah. is, yeah, that's a real um, interesting uh, example because, yeah, that that is almost like it's kind of um, – it's it's kind of putting someone down when you're when it's made to be seen as not putting them down. You know, yeah. look at my, you know, like oh, I'm higher and mm. she's not. Look at my little girl doing her little work, dickety tack on the computer. Like it's just yeah, I yeah. In hindsight, I'm like oh, okay, cool. So everyone in that room now thinks I'm a little. I don't know. Yes. It was bad. And, and the question I have, it's not, a, I don't know if you can answer it, Judith. It's a question for the universe. It's how, like, how do couples or like you work all day with your person and then you go home together and then you're with that person again and then the next day and then again. And I, of course I, I love and respect and want to be with my partner, but I don't know how some people can go doing it all day and then all I night, all day, space. all night, all day, all night. I don't know. Have you come across this, like people working successfully and dating successfully together? Have you come across that much, Judith? It's a tough one. I mean, we have spoken to, we've actually had a few people on the on the podcast that have had businesses mm. where they're partners and they're working with them all. And even my co-host, Christina, she works with her husband mm. um, and they've been working together for quite, quite some time. And, and it, you've, you've got to be aware of it. You have to be aware, aware of it and actually work through it and talk about it. Mm. And, you know, it's, um, it's a it's a it's a tough I think it's a strong it takes a strong person and but it sure. takes two people who can actually um who are confident yep. in their in themselves happy for the other person to succeed yes. that's the other yes. issue I wanted to yes. talk about is professional competitiveness yep. now this is something that I came up against as well is that when you're in a couple you have to think about the fact that what happens even if you're on the same level but you get a bit competitive or you get you start getting jealous of your partner's success yep. like this is where it all comes back to the fact where we're big on communication on this podcast Judith we pretty much think that there's no relationship problem that can't be solved by communicating um, yes. even if that communication leads to a breakup but talking about it is going to bring it out into the open instead of it hiding in the shadows and I just think that 
you have to be really strong to be able to communicate when you're jealous of something that your partner's doing without just being happy for them. But it's important. Absolutely. You know, you can be your natural instinct may be to be competitive like you, if you're if you're both competitive people, like oh, I want to do as well. I I want to get to that level. Oh, but if it's jealousy, then that can be an issue. So you can be competitive with your partner, but not jealous, because you should be happy for them. Mm-hmm. So if they get promoted before you do, then you you should be happy for them. Your competitive side would be, I've got to work a little harder, and I want to do that too. I want to get there too. What mm-hmm. do I need to do? Um, you know, I, I remember way back, it wasn't with partners, but I just remember way back in my early career, if someone got pr- promoted before me, I wanted to find out what they did. <laughs> I wanted to know <laughs> how, you how do they that? did it. Right? How can I, I do that? How, how'd you do it? Um, was it, you know, a lot of times it was, you know, increase your networking, increase your contacts, whatever, do work a little bit more on projects, something like that. But it was never a case where... I was jealous for them because it was more, oh, okay, that's great. Now, how can I do it? Can yeah. you help me? <laughs> you know, that sort of, um, but I think with partners and people working in it, it's if that person's not, if your partner's not confident and you've gotten the promotion and they did it, and that's a problem for them, you can't take it on as your problem yeah. because that's your career. That's actually their problem that they need to deal with and sort it out. It's not your problem because yeah, don't make you know, yourself less than because somebody else mm. is frightened by you or more than. Exactly, it's kind of like you know running the race slower, be, waiting for your you know if you're both runners waiting for your partner yeah. to come up. Mm. Well, which is not the way you should be running hard, and hopefully they'll try harder too to catch you. Yeah. And, like, you can be running hard ahead of them whilst yelling out really lovely, encouraging things yeah, from the front. Right. Like, there's nothing to say that you've got to trip everyone up and get there first. You can still be exactly. supportive whilst being successful. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Judith, yeah. is there anything that we haven't chatted about that you wanted to mention in terms of working mm. together as a as a couple or, or different ways of navigating the workplace? Look, I think, I think, I think really with relationships in the workplace – it is one of those ones that, you know, I would always be saying to people, just tread very carefully. But if it was me, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't I wouldn't go down that track. But if you can't help it, then find out what the rules of engagement are within your organization and make sure that when you're at work, it's work. Mm-hmm. And you need to be aware people will talk. People will talk and they will. And so you do need to be um, conscious of of how you're being perceived by your colleagues, by your boss, and that it's work. You know, it's not. You know, don't go to lunch, be gone, and all that other stuff, um, where you never did that before. Right. Mm. Look, right? this is the part of the podcast where we normally talk about what we've learned, mm. and what you were talking about definitely goes on what some of the lessons I've learned today. If if I were to date someone in the workplace again, I would definitely pay more attention to the optics and always think about how anything looks from the outside. Mm. And also, I think one other thing that I've learned is that if you are dating someone in the workplace, like there can be no hey, sweetie, or hey, honey, or anything like that. that. I wouldn't just stop my PDA or or the way I treated them 
when I walked through the door, the second that we left the house to go to work, I would say that's when we're colleagues and not like when we step out of our house on a work day, we're colleagues and that's it. Yep. No sweetie cake, pumpkin pie. No. The, uh, as you're walking in, none of that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, they're, they're two pieces of great advice by Judith. Um, what have you learnt, Tom? When we were talking about like communicating with uh, and sending photos and all that, my, uh, my sort of life tip, uh, hot uh, life hack would be like, Imagine all of your communication. Imagine that one day they're all going to be read out in a court of law. You should be trying to hit that level of like plausible deniability where all of your thing it can all be all of your communications, emails, texts can be read out in a court of law. And again, and we're no not saying just be a pervert in person. No. You shouldn't be a pervert <laughs> right. there either. But at least cover your butt in case something you yes. say is going to be misconstrued. Yes. So that's that's a tip, I suppose, as to. Uh, Judith, I don't know if you've learned anything on this episode from your own uh, expert advice, but if you if you have anything to tack on, please do. Well, it's it's uh, well. The other thing is, I'd probably say um, don't argue via text. Ah, yeah, very when good. you go back and forth, it it's going to be well. One, um, the other person can't hear the tone. Or my crying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And the and so. Therefore, it comes out. That's where things, you know, can be later shared or shown. Look what they said to me, and look how mean he was, and look how, you know, look what she said, and everything yeah, else. Right. And I would just say to people these days, look, you know what? There's something called picking up the phone and having a verbal conversation with someone mm. that goes a long way for any kind of relationship, and whether it's a work relationship or not. But pick up the phone, have the conversation, and really just make sure that you know, eyes wide open, basically. And um, you know what you're getting yourself into. And yeah, the other thing that I wanted to to go back and talk about that I learned in terms of um, if abstinence is not always the answer, if, if you're Judith, she wouldn't, and I probably wouldn't <laughs> again. Um, but if you are going to go down that path and you do think that the relationship is more than a fling. Yes. Ask the rules. Yeah, do it. Speak do to it. HR. Speak yeah. to your boss. Do it. The talk right about way. if any transfers need to happen. Sometimes you need to sign contracts to say that, you know, you are in a relationship, but that won't let anything come between your work. There are such a thing as relationship contracts, and they can mandate those. It's tempting you because it's so fun and secretive to be to uh, to to go to be secret with someone else and to sleep behind the backs of everyone else, but do it right. Probably it'll what? save you a whole right. lot of save you some time and and a headache in the in the future probably. Mm. And if you and break up with somebody, actually, just, just, just you know, here's the deal: if if the company, because the company, if some if two people within an organization, one does the wrong thing, and and then um and and they um, show unwanted affection to somebody who doesn't want them, who then says, okay, I'm taking you to court legal you know i've been harassed whatever or even what they could anything wrap it up as anything who who is going to pay the company is going to pay mm. and the company might not even know about it exactly you know, sort of like I mean, that's another was, point that we touched on that 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 
I hadn't even really thought of is that even putting yourself out there and saying, I like you, will you date me? Even if they say, no, thank you, Mm. that can still present the minefield. That's another thing I learned today is that even if it's a completely reasonable, I like you, I don't feel the same, and then someone gets promoted, that could be really murky later on. Absolutely. Yes, yes. they could actually use that later on to say, I didn't get my promotion because I knocked them back for a date. Exactly. And and have... I had this one time, um, I had to actually be on a panel for this organization. It was a large financial institution. And somebody, um, they were being interviewed and they were not, um, they were not strong enough for the role. But that person kept saying, um, oh, calling out harassment and the, the company the company was all worried about because they were saying that she, she was actually saying that this one person was harassing her, sexually harassing her. And seriously, I know this person wasn't, there's just no, not a chance. Mm. So mm. they knew it too, everybody knew it. And um, I had to go with, uh, with the panel to interview for this role that they were going for, that they didn't have any of the qualifications, not even like one. You know, and it was a technical role, but they were just kind of like, I'm going to go. And then if I don't get it, then I'm going to say that X, Y, Z, you know, this was the reason. And I actually had to have this company agree. I said, I'll go in and I'll do this interview. But I also want an agreement saying that if this person turns on me, because they're not going to get the job. They weren't capable mm. to get the job, mm. um, but they were insisting that they were being interviewed like everyone else. Um, and I said, because if they come after me, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to, it's not my fault. Yeah, that's right. Long story short, that person wasn't capable of the role. They did sue the company and the company settled. Gee whiz. Uh, and this gee is the whiz. shame of it because the, the company, the person was innocent. Everything was fine, but the company settled because they did not want to have it in the press yep. and they want to have, and it's cheaper to settle. And this was a long time ago. This was seriously like 15, 20 years sure, ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was happening then and still happened. But the, co- the company didn't, the cost of litigation yep. would have been more. I guess that's another thing that you need to think of today is that even if there are situations where, you know, there's no one interested in anyone, just make sure that your butt's covered just in case someone says there was down the track. So make every interaction unimpeachable. Yes, I suppose in the corporate, in the, sorry, not even corporate, in your career path, there's already a litany of, of, uh, trap, trap, uh, you know, of traps and things to trip up on, and dating it just introduces a, a whole, you know, a, a whole other bag of the, of those uh, of those things. Judah, thank you so much for coming on Ghost of Boyfriends Pass today. Oh uh, my, my! Hey, can I just say one more thing? Please, sure. please, 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 have it go. No, no, just one more thing. I just um, because people might think that these things are when it when they go wrong are just. Um, you know, the women who are going after the guy, it happens where women have gone, gone after guys and that hasn't been reciprocated. Um, gay couples, yep. you know, it's happened. It's not, it's not down to one, one sex. It's, it's, not, it's, yeah. not, one de- it's not one demographic that's being targeted in workplaces. It's everyone. No. It's a, no, no one, no one, no one. Humans are yeah. universally trash. <laughs> We're equal opportunist haters on this podcast. Everyone is susceptible to being garbage at some point. So just try to not be garbage human 
and then we'll work out. Look, Judith, can you tell us a bit more about your podcast and give your book another plug to round the show off? Oh, great. Well, Every Step Podcast, um, and it's everysteppodcast.com, it's basically, um, it's a career podcast that Christina and I decided to start last year, and we've got speakers from around the globe who, um, who've been there, done that, as far as, you know, they're experts, and they're, the requirement was you have to be free to be able to say it like it is, right. and from a career point of view. And so we don't want what the, what the agenda is. Mm-hmm. We want people with different views, and we want to be able to respectively discuss it about, you know, we talk about things like remote working from home or not working from home. Some people love it. Some people don't. Some, you know, all these different things and, you know, things like, you know, pronouns and should that be part of the, and everybody has a different view and different things. So the idea is that the podcast is a discussion like what we've just had, um, not an interview. So we don't bring people on who, and just have an interview, you know, how did you get there? It's all about a topic of a particular career topic. And then we just deep dive into it. And and then if we don't agree, we agree to disagree and we all go, okay. Great. <laughs> and we try to educate and um, motivate really. And um, um, so that's been keeping me busy for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was Every Step Podcast. Check it out, listeners. Mm. If you have any queries or questions as to what people in business and leaders in their profession think about different business topics and do a deep dive on those if you've ever wanted to listen to that or even yell at the yell at the podcast well I was going to say radio we don't listen to radios anymore but like yell at the speaker and disagree agree to disagree with them absolutely we want to promote discussion about career topics yeah go and go and give Judith some minutes please listeners my dear readers as a favor to me um also, let let us know. Have you dated in your career in your in your career avenue? Did it work out? Did it not? How did it How did it come undone? If it did, I want to know. Did we want have- the stories? We want if you've got happy stories, let's hear them as well. If you've mm. got ways where they've worked out and how you navigated that, would be really interesting. I also want to know if it blew up in your face. I want to know. Also, <laughs> did you see someone at your work date someone at yes. your work and did what it did blow up think? in their face? Did Were you, you report them to HR? We want all of the stories to do with work. Judith, thank you so much for joining us again. And I'm just going to leave you with one last thought is that if you have to, if you have to date somebody at work, my friends, just make sure you do it right. Because dear God, I'm here to tell you that when it goes wrong, it's real bad. Judith. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories 
and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.